Hi everyone, I'm Jake Namsha, and you're listening to the Lamb Fam and Friends Podcast. Alright guys, we're back. Took a month-long, very long break. Uh, well, there were extenuating circumstances for that, so with COVID-19. I feel like really though, we've had more time now than ever. Yeah, really, we probably should have done like just 50 of these and then just stockpiled them to be able to use for later. But... We're coming back with a bang. Got an exciting guest today. So, before we get into it though, we have to introduce him with his theme music. Alright, this is walkout music. So, it's the best walkout song ever. Ever. Alright, by one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Dun, dun. You have 10 seconds to guess who this is before we introduce them. So if in your mind, well, you already saw it. I'm in the title. They're in title. It's all right. It's all right. But if you didn't know. But with mystery guest. All right. All right. So we're here with Colty. Colty Main. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Yeah. How are y'all? We're doing good. We're doing good. How's yeah. the quarantine treating y'all? Uh, it's been all right. 50-50. I like being alone, but I also really miss my friends. Yeah, like, that's definitely been the hardest part, is just knowing being up at the gym. But I feel like people are kind of getting to that point, like, where they're pretty much just saying screw the quarantine and, like, social distancing for the most part. At least, like, in their homes and stuff, right? Like, people are yeah. having people over, they're doing stuff like that. Like, we had some people over from the gym um, this past weekend, uh, which, granted, it's people that were around yeah, all the time. So it didn't really matter, but yeah, I think uh, kind of get to the point where it's ready to be open. How about you? Uh, it's been not bad. It really hasn't changed too much in my life. I don't talk to that many people to start with, and already work from home. So right, you <laughs> work remotely. So. Yeah, so I already had the working remotely thing down. You got to go to the beach for a while. I did. Yep, that's good. Quick good little stuff. trip to the beach, even though the beach was closed. Yeah. Um. All right, cool. Well, uh, we'll jump in here, and we just kind of, everyone wanted to hear from you. So. Really? Yes. So many requests. So, so many awesome. requests, and it's been coming for a long time, so I'm glad we were finally able Yikes. to make it happen. Um, but yeah, not a lot of people, you know, know kind of your background and all that kind of stuff, and so let's just kind of get into that a little bit. Like, you know, first off, where, where'd you grow up? I'm from Watumka, Alabama, um, right above Montgomery. If people have never been there before. Um, yeah, I uh, I traveled through Montgomery, but I definitely don't know. I've heard of Watumka in uh, like high school football and stuff like that. Like I've yeah. heard that name before. The Indians. The Indians. There we go. Um, and you, how old are you? I'm Thirty. You're thirty. Okay, so you're you're Thanks. a year younger than me. When's your birthday? June. June. So did June you, what? Twenty-eight. Mine's the twenty-third. We're having a rager. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah, we're gonna rage so hard for thirty-first birthday. Yeah. <laughs> did you graduate in 07 or 08? 07. 07? So you okay, so you graduated the same year I did from high school. Um all right, cool. So you grew up in Wetumpka, right? Uh what kind of sports and stuff like that did you play when you were growing up? Mostly football and baseball. I tried a few things but it was mostly football and baseball and then once I got to high school it was kind of mostly football mostly football quit. yeah I quit baseball once I was right in high school yeah what uh, position were you in football uh, I was a very undersized linebacker okay um, <laughs> more for necessity than anything I probably would have been a DB but we just needed linebackers um, yeah so yeah I was probably the smallest linebacker in 6A football <laughs> play inside or outside linebacker uh, both yeah, inside my, I moved inside my senior year. Kind yeah. of switched up the scheme. Um, were but, you guys any good? Uh, we were we were pretty good. My senior year, we moved up to six A from five A, so it yeah. took a pretty big hit. We we're yeah. a really good five A football team, but just an okay six A football team. Right. But now they're back. They've been going. They went to state a couple years ago, and they've uh, been making it pretty far every year. So they're they're competitive in six A now. Yeah. But, at the time, not so much. Yeah, we were a crap 6A football team. Um, and yeah, 6A was tough. But, um, 
All right, cool. So uh, you went there, graduated in 07 from Tomka, and then where did you go to college? I went to Auburn University. You did? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I am an Alabama fan, though, that just went to oh, Auburn. Oh, what? Yep. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, One of the few. Nick was sending me. So for those of y'all who haven't been in my office in a while, Nick finally brought me a couch. They've had this thing for like, since we got to the new gym, he was like, hey, I got a couch for you. And then he was also like, I've got some Auburn memorabilia that's like just sitting around my house. Do you want me to bring it? And he took some photos of it and sent it to me. And like a couple of them, they, he had one that was like the Eagle, the uh, Nova, but it was like a sketch drawing that looked really cool. I was like, that wouldn't offend anyone too bad if they were an Alabama fan, like trying to make a, make a sale. But then he had some others where like, you know, those shots of where the, quarterbacks getting was sacked it, or whatever. The kick six. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, no, I think we're at pass those. <laughs> I was like, we, we can't be hanging those up in here. Um, so what did you, uh, what was your degree in at Auburn? Electrical engineering. Okay. All right. So that's why you went to Auburn, right? Because Alabama. Mm, not really. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, I still don't know what I want to do. Um, I had some scholarships to Auburn. That's why I went to Auburn. Okay. Yep. All right. So... Academic scholarships? Yeah, academic scholarships. So that's that's probably talking. closer to Wetumpka. Yeah, right? it's uh, from where I lived, it was about 45 minutes. Right. So it was yeah. jump on the interstate and get Easy there. Drive. So it was a lot closer than Alabama also. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Um, well, cool. And then, so transitioning infinite, like when did you find CrossFit? Because I'm assuming after high school, you probably didn't, I mean, no collegiate like athletic background, right? Um, so then... Like, yeah, how did you kind of transition from high school sports and then into CrossFit and all that kind of stuff? Um, so I, I saw CrossFit after I was out of college. I had um, I'd started working already. I just saw it on TV, saw CrossFit games on ESPN. And I thought it looked pretty cool. thought it was something I'd like to try out. Um, so I wasn't really doing anything competitive anymore. Like in college, I at least had like intramurals and things to play. Right. And, um, I was looking, thinking about maybe getting into triathlons or something, but then I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah. I could, I could compete in that. Yeah. I already like working out a lot more than endurance stuff, so it probably, that looks pretty cool. So cool. That's how I found it, and then it just kind of um, escalated yeah. from there. <laughs> that's pretty neat. You know, they hear like, I don't know, just now with like all the media going from HQ and stuff like that, so they're not pumping out like as much media, which that was obviously on ESPN. They still do that with the games. But I remember him making the argument that someone making the argument that like if you're not having media pumped out consistently, you are not influencing a ton of the people that could see the games or you know pass by it on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be, and get inspired by that and then go and join their local CrossFit affiliate, which you know you got into because you saw the competitive aspect of it and was like, yeah, that looks pretty fun. Um, so when you saw it, where did you like did to find a gym? Like, did you just go on Google or do you even remember? I mean. Uh, yeah, I think, and I went to, like, the CrossFit site, and the CrossFit site was so bad. <laughs> Even until, like, I think they updated it, like, a year ago, yeah. maybe. It was so bad. It was so hard to find information. I think they had an affiliate finder, though, and there was, there was a few, and I'd already moved to Birmingham by then. There was a few in Birmingham, yeah. and uh, I just went to the one that was closest to my house. Yeah. It was CrossFit Birmingham. So from like when you graduated at Auburn, did you move to Birmingham because you got a job here? Is that why yeah, you moved here? I got a job with Alabama Power right. out of college. Okay, gotcha. Um, and so yeah, I started out at CrossFit Birmingham, right? What was that like, like just starting into it? Because I mean, I know that was a while back now, and a lot's happened since then. Um, but yeah, just I guess I don't know, getting into it at first, like what were your first kind of impressions of trying to start and all that kind of stuff? There was way less media and way less information on the internet about it back then. Like, I remember looking at their page, and um, it used to be a thing every every CrossFit gym posted their workout of the day on their right. website. Yeah. And I'd look at their site, and I'd see their workout of the day, and I'd be like, that's all they're doing today? Like, I mean, because it was, it was like a Metcon, but it was, overall, it wasn't that much. But you didn't know, like, I didn't know the intensity of it or anything. So it didn't really make sense um, looking at it. And once I joined up, it started to make a little bit of sense. Right. But it was, there, was, there was very little information on the internet. Even about the games, it took a long time to like figure out about um, the games, regionals, yeah. everything. 
Yeah, because that would have been, I guess, probably around what 2011. It's 2012. 2012. Yeah, 11, 12. Yeah, and that, that's we're kind of getting to like Barry, you enjoying that couch over there, bud? All right, bro. Hang <laughs> out. Okay. Um, no. Uh, yeah, that was like getting into like the peak years of CrossFit, like 13, 14, 15. That's when you see like the website searches, you know, Google, all that kind of stuff like just blew up. And ever since then, it's kind of been a slow decline. Um, but yeah, there was not nearly as much. Like now you go on YouTube and you can find just thousands. Yeah, and thousands. everyone has their own YouTube now. Right. There's like a couple of videos of Froning then. Right, like, yeah. Like a day in the life of Rich Froning yep. and all There's about, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Those were, uh, yeah, those were like gold when they came out back then because yeah. they didn't have any of those. Yeah, like, Miko Salo. There's a Miko yeah. Salo one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good stuff. Um, so tell me about just like your early, like when did you realize like you started doing it and then did you immediately kind of like start looking into like local competitions and st- things like that or were you just kind of like doing the workout of the day? So I was just doing the workout of the day to start with for I don't know how long at least a few months yeah um, and let me also say there wasn't local competitions weren't really a thing then um i think there is like one local competition a year called is the, the garage games oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. over near atlanta yeah at woodstock georgia yeah yeah I so there was the time. garage games and then it all broke off um and i think i think it was 2012 was the first year that they did the pensacola beach brawl which the garage games put on they were like over the Pensacola Beach, Beach Brawl. It was either 2012 or 2013 um, that fall, and that was the first competition I did. I wonder if me and you competed together oh, against yeah, each yeah. other. Probably. We There's like a have. final under the yeah, uh, under the under the deck yeah. with Landon and yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah no we Z. A. Anderson Z A. Anderson yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were there it was uh, Z A. Elijah Muhammad Brandon Phillips Kurt and Kurt Gibson and. Uh, yeah, and then Landon was in the finals as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Wow, that's crazy. That's small world. <laughs> yeah. Man. There's the beach run. Yeah, yeah. That was awful. Yeah, too. I died it so was, bad it was on the beach miserable. run. It was a sandbag beach run. Yeah, I went out that. hot. Yeah. So I, I didn't know any better yet, which is kind of a good thing. Right. So I just went out balls to the wall on the beach <laughs> run. I think I did really well on it, but I was like stumbling over yeah. the finish line. It was that one uh, that was no pacing fun. and then there was also this is just funny because um it was like a one minute of max rep hang, hang power, power cleans, cleans at 205. 205 yeah and uh i remember god guys were going unbroken for like a full minute on hang power cleans at 205 and just cranking them out and it was just, yeah uh, yeah i do it too <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was fun um and uh all right well cool so you started kind of getting into yeah that was when competitions were becoming more and more kind of just common, right? Like you just see them around. And then I guess when, um, from there, when was the first year that you went to regionals either on a team or as an individual? Uh, it's whenever Laminin opened, so 2016. Right. Yeah, probably. 2015 or 2016. Yeah. Maybe a 2016 regionals right. on the team. Yeah, okay. All right, and that was like kind of the first big competition you had that was like on a big stage like that, or you done more? Uh, yeah, like yeah, maybe. I think I might have done Wadapalooza maybe a few months before, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was also the year. I think the year before that was the year that they cut it down. It used to be fifty people made it to regionals mm-hmm. every year, yep, and they cut it to twenty. Mm-hmm. 20 people making it re- making regionals so I was I was getting competitive by then I think the year before I came in like mid 20s yeah so I missed the cutoff because they had changed the regional cutoff right. yeah. which, which sucked yeah but that yeah. was when they combined it into a super regional, right 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 so it used to be you had a regional and then 50 people from that regional went and then they went to combining regions and only top 20 from each right. separate region go and right. they did it um, yeah, it stepped up the, <laughs> the level of competition drastically. Um, yes, so there was a few years of failing to make it to regionals. Right, yeah. And then, so how did you um, how did you find Laminin? Um, just heard it, heard they were opening up, and it, it happened quick, too. Yeah, like right. I heard they were opening up, and then like a month or two later, they were there, and I was there the first day. 
Was it? Did you know Nick or anyone? Um, I knew of Nick and Lindsay. I'd competed against them. I think it embraced once. Okay. Cause I knew of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, just from like local competitions. So, yeah. And there really wasn't that many competitive people in Birmingham at that time. At that time. Yeah. Or any gyms like that. So, as soon as I saw they op- they were opening it up, and I saw how big the gym was, um, and it was right near my work, I was like, right. oh, yeah, I'm getting in on this for sure. Yeah. That's good. So stuff. it was it was awesome to have them open. Yeah. Um, feel free to jump in here anytime, Becca. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not <laughs> um, no. No. Uh, so join Laminate. Yeah, you guys have a team that go in 2016. So the gym opens in like October-ish 2015. Yeah. And then regionals would have been that following June or uh, August, September, something. No. No. May. It would have been before May, that. Yeah. yeah. May. Sorry. May, June. Yeah. Um, and then you guys have a team going. What were the expectations like like do you guys even remember what the expectations were for y'all like were y'all going in thinking like oh we were trying to win yeah right we were trying to win um i I don't remember so once they started doing the super regional thing it turned into like a super team thing like everybody started recruiting like people to come to their gyms so like on paper i think from the year before we like oh we're definitely one of the top gyms right. in, in the region because like there wasn't there was a lot of people in Birmingham at the time that were competitive just with them moving up here like yeah. it was some of the best people in the state but I think there was a few like super teams that got formed during that time that ended up knocking us out of contention yeah. to make right. it yeah. so we were definitely we were definitely trying to win trying to make it to the games yeah and for those of y'all who don't know, like with the team competition, like now it's completely different. So now if you were to look at the games, like oh, yeah. where the teams are and all that kind of stuff, you can get people from anywhere. Like, and just like he just said, create a super team. But back then you had to train at the same gym. So like your gym had an affiliate or your gym was the affiliate and then your affiliate had to combine the best people at the gym to have a team that could then go on and qualify. So it was just a lot different kind of a format. Um, unless you were going to recruit people to be like, hey, you need to move down here and then like right. start training with us consistently because you had to provide like documentation. Right. Like if you qualify, you had to provide documentation that you train with these people, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, with that came a lot of controversy and then yeah. um, things like that. You'd have to like, there'd be people accusing other gyms of like recruiting people and not actually training and people would have to take pictures of their gym and being at that gym with timestamps and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Is uh, people care way too much about CrossFit. <laughs> um, so y'all had and y'all finished six that year, right? Yep, we finished six and five top five win. Top right? five go to the games. Oh, we finished six. So yep. close. Gym had been open about six months. God, and, uh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so and then the next year is was that the last year that you were on team and then from there you kind of moved into the individual route right after that i went individual yeah right okay gotcha cool um and so 2017 qualify as an individual yes okay and uh i think i was i think i remember watching you compete that year i was there um becca becca you need to be pulling up the stats from the 2012 pensacola beach brawl (laughs) i'm sure you beat me i'm sure you did Uh, um i was i i remember i had some somewhat good events but that beach run just it was a lot different then too because there wasn't so many divisions there was like there was a one and scale yeah there was like one division so there'd be like 90 people in one division yeah um and so 2017, if I remember correctly, you were, I didn't know you at the time, but I knew Nick, I knew Lindsay, and I was, I don't remember why I was there, maybe just to watch, I didn't have any athletes that I was coaching or anything like that, but you were leading after the first day, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was about to say, I I think you were. (laughs) It was, uh, I don't remember the workouts, that was the year they had no barbell at regionals, Yeah. right? Yeah, all dumbbells or sandbags or whatever it may have been. Yeah. Um, and so you're leading after the first day, and then you ended up finishing what that year? Seventh. Seventh. I think. Yeah. Seventh or eighth. Yeah. But somebody got there's a drug. Somebody got DQ for drugs too. Yeah. So I don't remember if it was seventh or eighth before the DQ or after the person right. got DQ. Yeah. Drugs get you every time, kids. Stay away. Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> um, 
So uh, seventh or eighth, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a really respectable finish for a first year as an individual at regionals, right? Like, did that kind of give you some confidence going into the next year? Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah. I always knew if I could make it to regionals, I would do well at regionals because I'm better at those type of workouts than right. the open type of workouts. So, yeah. So it was usually the open that would stop me before I could make it to regionals. So right. there's a few years I wasn't at regionals, but I would have done like okay at regionals if I would, I knew I would have done okay if I made it. Right. So it wasn't super surprising, I guess, right. mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it was a confidence boost to yeah, for sure. finish that high. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, you know, finishing seventh, that means that you're in the last heat. So you're in there with all the top guys in the sport. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. Right. So, I mean, in, in our regional at the time when there was regionals, RIP, uh, there was, um, I mean, you had Ben Smith, you had Noah Olson, you had Travis Mayer, like you had, I mean, those are some, some really big names. Uh, and that was when Ben Smith, I mean, that year he may have won the games or maybe the year before. So, I mean, that's when, yeah, you have some, some really stout guys uh, all in one region. And then, so you go 2017 and then 2018, that's the year you qualified, right? Yes. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man, what was, uh, I mean, I remember I was there for that. No, I wasn't. I watched that. I wasn't there that year. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't remember. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you finished what second? Yeah. Right. And who was first Noah? Yeah. Okay. And you had to beat out some pretty stout guy. I mean, Ethan Helbig qualified with you. Yeah. Ben Smith qualified with you. And Alec. Alec. Ben and Alec Smith. Alec Smith. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, that's some pretty good company right there. And so, you qualify that year. And so, walk us through kind of what it was like. First off, a lot of people probably want to know, what kind of programming were you doing at the time? Like to kind of get you ready for all that stuff. Like I know people see you in here in the gym, just kind of, you know, working stretching. Right yeah, stretching <laughs> for uh, 90 minutes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what kind of program were you doing? Yeah, that was the running joke. Everybody <laughs> said, I've only ever seen you stretching at the gym. Um, so that 2018, I was doing all my own. I was on my own doing all of my own programming. Um, I was just a lot of aerobic work, a lot of cardio, um, just because that's kind of what all has held me back, mm-hmm. especially from like even making it to regionals, like making it through the open was aerobic type stuff. And at regionals in 2017, I felt like that's what held me back too, um, is that one longer workout that I really finished poorly in, mm-hmm. um, that held me back from making it. So, um, and also I was working a full-time job, so it was kind of just finding ways to fit in as much aerobic volume as I could so there's a lot of took of running there's a lot of early morning runs um if anybody was at the 5 30 a.m classes back then <laughs> I would be there and go out for a run up on the Vulcan trail a lot and just a lot of longer pieces in the in that off season um so in the fall and summer that was right after 2017 regionals there's just doing a ton of um just basic cardio and basic squatting and yeah. normal movements and then uh as we got into the season i focused more on more crossfit type stuff more crossfit workouts and kind of just uh tried to follow the things i had learned and kind of um scientific methods to yeah. try to get stronger and get in better shape and it ended up yeah. paying off yeah i did a lot of benching a lot of deadlifting and, and uh Ended up getting lucky that there was a workout <laughs> with benching and deadlifting in it. And um, there's a workout that had a lot of running in it yeah. at regionals that year. So I lucked out on that too. Um, I mean, not lucked out, but... I was, uh, you were prepared. Yeah, I was definitely yeah. prepared for those. Yeah. I mean, there's never been a benching show up in another competition. Right. So I kind of saw that. I was like, oh, I know that one's mine. <laughs> um, and so going into the games, like... Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, when you did qualify, like, was it kind of surreal? Like, or were you, I mean, you know, like, you've been working now for five years, right? To try to get to that point. Yeah. And then you're finally at that point, and just what was that like? Yeah, it was super weird. <laughs> super, super weird being around all those people. Like, after it was all over, 
just sitting with everybody, like getting fitted for clothes and things like that, it, it did feel like not real. Um, and then after like getting back into the gym and training, I was like, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I've been training for regionals for five years to win regionals and now I got I to gotta train for something much more broad and be ready for anything. So it was kind of didn't know what I was doing and kind of took a while to get my head wrapped around it, I would say, for sure. Right. And um, so going into the games that year, 2018, that was, uh, I guess that was, that was the last year of regionals, right? To qualify for yep. the games? Was, yep. Yeah. So, so. one of the last ones. <laughs> um, so going into the games that year, I mean, what were some things, I don't want to go through it, you know, event by event, but just overall kind of like just your experience there. Um, yeah, I mean, and kind of things you took away, things you learned, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, what was it What was it like? It goes by so fast, so quick. Like you have to, I think you have to be there like the Monday at the start of the week. Like if it started on Thursday, you had to be there either Sunday or Monday. And it's just pretty much nonstop from the time you get there. You're always doing something like you're always in a briefing meeting or you're testing something or you're getting a walkthrough or orientation or something. And then like the whole weekend, it's like nonstop as well. Like every time you're done with an event, you're going to another briefing and um, you don't get that much downtime, which, so it, it flew by, that whole week flew by. Um, yeah. But it was, it was cool. <laughs> Looking back at it, it's cool. Like while you're doing it, you don't really think about it as much just cause it's going so fast, but made a lot of memories. Got to row a marathon. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really lucked out on that one. <laughs> yeah, I remember being like, if they, because they had programmed a few years before, they had programmed the half marathon row. I was like, if they ever program that and I'm there, I'm quitting. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not rowing a half marathon. <laughs> and then, then he upped it and programmed a full marathon for us to row. And I was just like, shit. <laughs> so that'll, that'll be a unforgettable memory especially just because you're sitting still for so long so you actually have time to like take it all in then yeah there's a there's a lot of time to yourself then just staring out into the crowd and thinking about everything um so that was a good memory it was just it was fun everybody's so good yeah that was definitely a big takeaway like if you screw up anything like you're dropping it's not one or two spots like you're dropping 10 spots at least or you're you're going middle of the pack to the lower part of the pack if you mess up anything. So it's, right. yeah, everybody's just so good. Yeah, right. I, I think that's the main takeaway. Okay. What was, uh, what was your favorite event that year? Uh, I thought the bike, so we had to do a crit race, which I didn't even know what a crit race was before then. And I think most people that are just focused on CrossFit don't know what it is. Um, like Criterium, I think. Mm -hmm. So it was a bike race around a, it's kind of a road course in a circle. Um, and we had to do that and that was a really cool event just because it was something I'd never done before I'd barely any experience riding bikes uh, he had I think he put out a little teaser like a few weeks before the games like put a bike and said we were gonna have to ride a bike so that's the only reason I had even practiced on a bike so it was cool to like go from having no experience to like in an actual bike race yeah um, that was a really cool experience even though I didn't finish great um, there is I did well on like a handstand walk event and double under event. I think that was pretty cool. And um, that kind of, that along with other things that we can kind of just gave me the feeling or let me know, okay, the things I've practiced before coming here are things I'm finishing top 10 in and the things that I haven't practiced are what I'm sucking in. So yeah. obviously you just gotta, I need to practice more things is what my main takeaway was from it. But because right. yeah. that event, like I'd, did heavy double unders all the time and that year at regionals we had that handstand ramp so I'd done so many handstand walks that I was just comfortable with it um, and that and a couple of the other events that were things that I had been practicing I'd finished well in so I think that was my main takeaway was practice everything <laughs> yeah right don't leave anything out hmm. that's cool um, what was it like I've always wanted to ask like in terms of recovery like, how did you find your recovery throughout that weekend? Was it one of those things that, like, by the end of it, you were just destroyed and beat up, or? I don't think I felt any worse than a normal, like, 
training week. Right. But I was beating the shit out of myself in training too and never sleeping. So there wasn't much changing from my normal training week. <laughs> but yeah, I think like there was, there was not a, an opportunity to get a lot of sleep. Like we were getting back to the hotel rooms pretty late every night, like probably like eight or nine and then having to be back at like maybe seven in the mornings back to the venue, which was about a half hour away. So there wasn't a chance to like sleep it all off. Plus you're all pumped up from your adrenaline still running from those events you've been doing. So I know it was really hard to calm down every night and get to sleep. So I didn't get much sleep, but um, doing a marathon row, I remember waking up the next morning and not feeling good. (laughs) And uh, even that night, I remember during the row, my arms just cramped and um, like they cramped shut. And when I finished the row, like my arms were stuck at a 90 degree angle closed. And I was walking off this, the floor like this. I remember walking by Castro and he like fist bumped me because he thought I was trying to fist bump him because <laughs> my arms were just stuck out to the side. And I had to like get off, get off the floor and I like went back and got with medical and like soaked my arms in ice for like 20 minutes and had to sit with them. But that tore everybody up. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's just, yeah, worn out, worn out and tired, but not like not able to move tired i think a lot of it's too because you're in competition so a lot of it's um you just don't feel it yeah just adrenaline kind of takes over and you just yeah. do what you gotta do to get it done yeah yeah um well cool and then so now with that kind of under your belt you know you transition into 2019 and i'm sure you know you're in the same boat as everyone that you know the bomb kind of gets dropped and hey, the way we've done this in the past, we're no longer doing it anymore. We're going to be going to a sanctional format. And yeah, the Open's going to go and you're not going to have a rule book and the games are going to be, you know, eight months from now. And how else you can qualify other than getting top 20 in the Open? We'll figure it out along the way, right? Yep. Yeah. How did, yeah, just how did you navigate, I guess, that entire, the entire period moving after the games into the next season? I think coming out of the games, I was like pumped and ready to train again. But then it was, it wasn't too long after the games finished that they started announcing all those things and actually not even announcing them, just like you'd hear it through like, (laughs) you'd hear, you'd hear rumors and you didn't know what was true. Um, But I just tried to keep training and um, they didn't really give details. So I've, like I was, it kind of sounded like the only way to qualify was going to be through the open, which wasn't great news for me just because I was kind of like, I like training for regionals. I've been training for regionals and I was never great in the open and online type workouts and having to like compete from your home gym and video it. Um, so I kind of tried to start focusing more on open type things, I guess, and just stayed the course training also that fall I switched jobs again and I so kind of career thing um took a move from my career to move to another position with a power company working out in the field which ended up being I knew it was going to be but it was, it was more hours working a day started working nine hour days and on your feet in the field every day instead of in office so there was a lot that changed up after the games that year I remember that. You would always post stories on your Instagram about these huge, like, just power breaker. I don't know what you call them. We're not going to try that. <laughs> like, I know what I'm talking about. But you were just always out at some kind of, yeah, out in the field. Substations. Yeah, substations. There you go. Uh, working on those. And I remember that. I didn't know that was a different job. I just, uh, but yeah, yeah, I took a developmental move to yeah. get more experience in the field okay. for the power company. Gotcha. And um, so, yeah, I mean, big changes, all that kind of stuff. When did you uh, start training with your current coach? Because your coach is, for those who don't know, is. <laughs> uh, Michelle Latandre. <laughs> yeah. Um, and her company is DecaComp. Right. right? Uh, yeah. I train with DecaComp and Michelle Latandre is my coach now. Yeah. When um, did you make that switch? I started training with her in January or February of 2019. So about six months after the games and I was just um it's mostly from starting my new job and I was just feeling worn out all the time and 
had less time in the gym to train and it was kind of starting to stress me out like even having to think about programming for myself and coming up with things yeah and uh so and that along with like more help and getting some advice from other people who never hurts and all our athletes were killing it yeah at the games so i was kind of curious to see what was going on there um so i reached out to her in january i think and yeah. started working with her yeah i mean that was when uh god i mean that past year at the games she probably had Belner, who was a podium pick she had laura horvath she was coaching who was a podium pick that year and then i'm sure there were others there were a couple others that yeah, like finished Newbury. in the, that finished in the top 10 that year yeah and so it was clear when she came on the scene with coaching, especially if the guy, you know, someone like Belner, who's that high up in the sport, is going to trust her with it. You know, you know she's doing something right. You know she knows what she's doing, right? Um, and so, yeah, was that kind of what initially just drew you to her? Was just the fact that she had that. Yeah, and I had, uh, I'd listened to her on a few podcasts too, and I kind of liked the vibe she gave out, and yeah. kind of liked her philosophies with everything too. I, was, yeah. I felt like it would be a good fit. Yeah. And, uh, and how has that been since you've been kind of come on with her? It's been good. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, we see what Colty does every day in the gym, um, like the coaches do, because we're here and he has like his own board back there and he fills up the board every day. Like when I program for my athletes, their numbers may like, I give them an A, a B, a C, and it occasionally will get to like an, an E maybe. If I see an E, I'm mad. Yeah. These are, these are long days. And Colty's over there, and it'll go to, like, J or K. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> and yeah. So he does. It's worse than it looks. <laughs> he does a, a ton. I mean, it's not as bad as it looks. Um, it's not worse than it looks. <laughs> um, it's way worse than it looks. <laughs> Please feel sorry for me. <laughs> so... Yeah, you start on with Michelle and then trying to, yeah, kind of transition into sanctional season, season really. Right. right, and another thing was sanctionals. The whole season changed and, like, the whole way that the CrossFit Games work changed. So I thought it would be good to have kind of someone in my corner to help bounce ideas off of and kind of come up with an idea of how to make it back to the games because it's so different. Right. And it, it just takes so much off your plate from to think about it, like in terms of like the qualifying process and figuring out what sanctional dates you should go to. Because then it was like, I mean, they came out like 15 sanctionals in like a matter of two or three months. And it was like, wow, now I got to pick and choose, you know, where am I going to go to compete? How am I going to train for it? I mean, there's just so many more questions that come up then as opposed to just saying, ah, I know I've got the open. I know I've got my regional date. Right. I got to be ready. So, um, what sanctionals did you go to? I know you went to Wadapalooza, and then I think you pulled out for an injury in Wadapalooza, right? And then after that, what other sanctionals did you compete in that year? Uh, I know I went to Iceland, and I went to one in the Netherlands. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, I don't. I feel like there was one other. Maybe not. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. What like, was Iceland like? Not icy. <laughs> uh, it's cool it's totally different like you're talking about the competition or yeah, just, just Iceland the, the competition in general uh, it was it was a really cool competition because like I feel like the whole country of Iceland they all do CrossFit yeah. like that's so because like a lot of their top athletes are CrossFit athletes there and um, so I feel like like their venue sold out and it was packed every day so that was really cool to have a packed out venue and the first event was like a run up a mountain so it was cool to run up a mountain on the side of Iceland um, that was a really cool event yeah um, so it was it was a neat event yeah you did I remember watching that did you watch that one mm -hmm. oh, yeah because they had a really good live stream yeah because then you didn't know like if a sanction was going to have a live stream yeah. what it was going to look like but they did a really good job with it and you did you did I mean I remember you doing well i know you had some events maybe where you would like to have finished better but you also had some where i felt like you did you did pretty good yeah i, I was happy with my performance there i think that was a pretty stacked mm -hmm. um competition yeah and I, I don't remember where i finished it was in the top 10 though so yeah. it was mm -hmm. nothing to complain about yeah and then i think the netherlands was like one of the last sanctionals before they had the games right uh it was in may yeah um it might have been one of the last ones 
just because of the schedule was so crazy right. last year. Yeah. It wasn't as spread out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of the problem with last year is they were all stacked like in the same weekend. So yeah. it looked like there was a lot of different choices and you'd have a ton of like different opportunities, but really there was there was a lot of sanctioned events, but they were all fell on the same weekends or within one weekend of each other. So right. you really didn't have that many opportunities to yeah. choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was in late May. And that was another, that one was really cool too. That the country was really cool. Really? The people, yeah. Yeah. How did how did you finish in that one? Fourth? So you were yeah. close. Yeah, I mean closer probably maybe than yeah. relation to, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. And then after that, I guess you had the games, right? And so now that brings us to where we're at right now, so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right in the middle of sanctioned event season right now. And yeah, none. Everything has officially been canceled. Yep. Um, so. We'll see. What were you planning like before the coronavirus and everything got shut down? Like, what were and you don't think you don't want to give anything away? You don't have to, but now, uh, like, yeah. What What were you planning to do for sanctionals this year? I was hoping to go to the West Coast West Coast Classic. Um, wasn't sure about that one. There was um, there's one in New Jersey. I was gonna do. I was gonna try to do Granite Games, and there's one in Italy. I was going to do, which was. One of the first ones that got canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's three or four that I was hoping to do. Yeah. So. If, uh, which I guess now, there's probably no hope for them to open up anymore. Like, I'm just saying, for a sanctional event to take place now, I think is probably out of the question. Yeah. So they've all, I think the New Jersey one was last week, was yeah. the last one to officially cancel their event. So right. they've all been canceled. Um, so I don't know if they're going to move like totally done with the for this year and wait till the next year to do them, or I'm hoping they'll like some of these that didn't get a chance to do it in the spring will maybe move it to this fall. Right. And have some events this fall, even if they don't, even if they don't qualify for like the games, it'd still be like higher level events and good events to go to. Yeah. So is that kind we'll of just, is that kind of just your plan for the next year? Just kind of keep doing more or less what you have been doing training to get ready for it and just see what comes down the pipe. TBD. TBD. Yep. Right now, just gonna keep training and see what it looks like. Um, see what happens, and who knows? Yeah. Starting to get some gray hairs. So, <laughs> uh, we'll see. I'm not sure how much longer I got left in. The competitive side of it, but um, just gonna see kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Right. Hopefully, we'll know more information. Yeah. Not too long from now, but until then, I'm just gonna keep training and. Yeah. See what happens. How uh, how many hours a day do you typically spend in the gym right now? Working out or in the gym? In the, well, <laughs> in the gym, I know it's long, but yeah, working out like what's your load probably. I know three, four hours. Working out though, I don't know. You can include your hour long warm up. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah, the hour long warm up, maybe three to four hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. But actually working out, I mean, it's hard to explain and say that to people, like, in, unless they're watching and then it kind of makes sense because, like, you're not doing three or four hours of straight back pot. Like yeah, like there's a lot of yeah. skill stuff and a lot of maybe accessory work and warming up for things. So it's, I'm not doing that much. So if you weren't doing competitive CrossFit, what would you be doing with your extra eight hours in a day? Working. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really get into that either. So this past... Um, this past July, I I resigned from Southern Company and started working as a contractor for them part time. So um, I never I don't work forty hours a week anymore like I was doing, which was ridiculous. And I, I wasn't I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it anymore. I was just I was worn out from it. Um, but now I'm working twenty hours a week and training the rest of the time, which I don't feel like I have that much time much more time than when I wasn't. Um, like all those extra hours now go to sleeping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was time I wasn't sleeping and now I'm trying to sleep so I still don't have much free time so 
Yeah. Um, if I wasn't working out, I'd be working out partying. <laughs> beer Olympics. <laughs> beer Olympics. Doing Beer Olympics, things like that. Uh, do you think that you'll always do CrossFit, like, even if it's not competitively? No. No? Uh, I don't know. You can, you can call it CrossFit. There's, there's definitely some movements that I don't enjoy practicing that I'll never do again once I don't have to. Some like of what? The, a lot of the kipping movements, bouncing on your head, doing handstand push-ups, and, um, <laughs> probably just that, kipping, probably anything kipping I'll never do again. Once I'm done with CrossFit, it's probably not the thing people want to hear. I mean, it's it's great for, but I know I've been beating the crap out of my joints for the last few years, and I would like to give them a rest. And plus, I'm a gym bro. Like, I love lifting weights. I love squatting and like getting my maxes up. So I'll probably, I think once I'm done with CrossFit, I'll either get obsessed with something else like triathlons or something, or I'll. Go back to being a gym bro and just um, benching, deadlifting, and squatting a lot, and doing a little bit of cardio on the side. That's probably more likely. Getting jacked. Um, a lot of people probably want to know why do you put such a heavy emphasis on like your mobility and stretching and warming up and all that kind of stuff. Like I know some people may give you a hard time about it and be like, "Dude, all I ever do is see you stretch." But it's something that I appreciate from an athlete standpoint because it's not, it's not fun to do. It's not the you know, cool looking you know, I don't know whatever you want. It's not it. sexy. It's it's not at all. But at the same time, it's necessary. But it requires a lot of discipline to continue to do it every day. And so yeah, like why? I mean, when did you kind of start realizing that you needed to put more time into that and how that kind of evolved? Uh, I've always done it. I'm, I'm not naturally mobile and flexible. And a lot of those things just, no matter how much you stretch, you're not gonna be able to just jump into it. Like, if I don't warm up, I can't overhead squat a barbell. Like, it's not happening. Like, <laughs> that's the main reason I do it. Like, to be able to get into positions correctly, I have to. That's my main reason for doing it. And if you don't get into the right positions, you're gonna get hurt. Like, I would already been injured and done. Especially once you start ramping up a lot of the volume. Like, you can't you can't hit a ton of volume, like, squatting on your toes or getting out of position and expect to stay healthy. Like, you're going to get injured. Yeah. So, it's, it's necessary. Like, there's nobody, there's no high-level athlete right now unless they're, like, super mobile. Used to be a gymnast or something, maybe, that doesn't spend a good bit of time, like, just getting warmed up and hit the right positions right i mean it's just necessary yeah it's part of it yeah. yep. jake knows about that warm-up life am i right well i also have a lot of injuries like <laughs> so and i completely understand that i mean that's the thing like i think a lot of people myself included many times are just kind of willing to just kind of kind of grind through it and just make yourself like try to make yourself just get in good positions but it doesn't it doesn't work and like when you do start doing you got to think I mean, like you said, there's no telling everyone in this room how many kipping pull-ups, how many kipping toes to bar, muscle-ups, all that kind of stuff that we've done over the course of our entire athletic endeavor in CrossFit, right? Your body only has so many reps of those in the tank that it can take. Like, it just, it just does. Um, I think for someone who's doing general physical preparedness and they're only doing a class workout, I think they don't really have to worry about yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. I should have added that when I was no, no, I mean, when but, I was talking about no, not but, doing kipping things once I'm done with it. Yeah, but when you're in the gym for three to four hours a day doing multiple pieces that require that kind of stuff, you better make sure you're being as efficient as possible because you want that body and those joints to be able to last for as long as they possibly can. And so it's just, I'm at the point to where like, I'm happy if I get three workouts in. And I have so many other priorities on my plate that it's just like, I can't justify spending that time. That may be an excuse on my part, but I'm just saying it's a different kind of environment, I guess, or a different situation. Um, and I have the injuries to show for it. So there you go. Listen up, kids. Um, <laughs> what you got? Okay, how do you make yourself like stay motivated on the days that you don't want to come in and train? How do you make yourself come in anyway? Uh, you just turn it, make it a habit. 
that's that's the hard part it's just keep on coming in every single day um after a while it just becomes a habit and you don't feel right if you don't do it um or so it's just i think that's the key is just keep on doing it and get through those get through that initial amount of time however long it takes you until it's like just a habit and just the thing you're going to do every day and um there i wouldn't say there's if the, if i really don't feel like coming into the gym and working out i wouldn't come into the gym and working out like even if i feel really beat up i still like there's still like a little bit in me that wants to get in the gym and get some work in and there's always something in the back of my head telling me to go and i need to be training even on rest days there's always <laughs> that little bit unfortunately yeah um, and i th- i mean i don't know i you kind of sell yourself short i think cuz you're extremely dedicated yeah. and like you're here you like yeah you you put in the work like there, i don't think anyone who knows you would ever doubt that um but yeah your consistency on that and that's probably part of the reason why you've had you know the success that you've had it's because you just you don't miss and that comes down to being motivated and you know a lot of people say they want to do it but when they look at the schedule that it requires to be able to do that kind of stuff it's a different like i mean you've moved around your work schedule for it like you've taken a different job like that's that's kind of sacrifice that a lot of people i think don't really understand or realize how long you know you had five years or so there where you didn't make it and then you do make it and it's just like there's yeah people just don't realize that journey that you have to go on and the things that you have to do to be able to make that happen Um, yeah what's your diet like do you eat really clean let me rephrase that you eat fruity pebbles so do you count your macros um kind of i weigh (laughs) I weigh and measure a lot of my food. Um, a lot of it's it's mostly just to make sure I'm getting enough food, though, and not like usually I'm not scraping anything off the plate. Usually I'm weighing it to make sure I get enough food um, and just burning. I eat a lot of healthy food, but I also eat a lot of fruity pebbles and things like that, and that's just part of it. Um, making sure you get enough calories in. Sometimes you have to eat sugary food and drink sugary drinks just to make sure you get enough calories in um i wouldn't advise it or suggest anyone <laughs> else do it if you're just living your daily life and coming in here for one class don't don't bring in fruity pebbles with you to chug <laughs> out of a shaker bottle <laughs> uh but yeah i think my diet's pretty on point um you y'all see the least healthy part of it because it's in training in between training sessions so that's usually when i'm hitting the most sugary and non-healthy type foods looking foods but besides that i try to get in greens with every meal and have a pretty balanced diet yeah definitely higher on the carb side how Um, many carbs do you get uh i don't know totally it depends a lot of it depends on how much volume i'm doing that day um but usually over 400 um, and protein and fats usually stay about the same and carbs will fluctuate yeah. based on the training load yeah. which is it's pretty easy to do with Gatorade yeah yeah one thing I don't think a lot of people well they may know this about you but you like obviously being an engineer you like to and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth so correct me if I'm wrong but you dissect things really well like, and what I mean by that is you, I think you have a really good, I've seen you warm up for like an open workout, right? And like get ready for an open workout. And like, I remember it was one open workout that we did with like the dumbbell walking lunges and the box step ups and the handstand, strict handstand push ups into the handstand walk, right? And I remember watching you warm up for it. And I think you took like probably half an hour, maybe a little bit longer to time out like exactly how you were gonna do your box step ups, exactly how many steps it took for you to get from one line to the next <laughs> line, and exactly how your stuff needed to be set up. Is that just kind of like your personality or is that something you've had to just kind of develop? Uh, it's probably my personality. Yeah. It's, it's useful and can be a detriment also. <laughs> <laughs> that probably factors into the amount of time I spend in the gym when it could probably be cut down overanalyze a lot of things and I'm a little OCD about a lot of things yeah but that's part of it yeah we've noticed that (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
I think Nick's noticed it more than anybody. <laughs> Barbell has to be exactly in line with the creases on the floor and lined up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't notice any of that. Yeah. rapid fire questions rapid these fire? yes or no questions or like no how are they rapid right. fire then <laughs> all right would you rather rapid fire rapid read the book or watch the movie it depends <laughs> <laughs> do you like to read uh sometimes i don't have time watch the movie that's you all right what's your favorite movie uh forrest gump okay major pain major pain uh, those come to mind. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite color? Green. Green. Green team. There you go. You're on the green team. Oh, that's true. Yep. That's right. Uh. Okay. Salty or sweet? Sweet. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Let's think. Oh, what's your favorite place you've been to that you've traveled to? Uh, Amsterdam, Netherlands. It's yeah. Really cool. What's the number one place? on your list of places that you haven't been but you want to go? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Banff in Canada, the park. Mm, yeah. Yeah. LB talks about it all the time. It's got me wanting to go there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hang on. Did you enjoy your trip to Canada? Like, you've been up there a few times to train with Michelle and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you enjoy that? French Canada. That's French Canada. Oh, French Canada. I'm sorry. I don't, I <laughs> Montreal. Don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They they uh, differentiate. differentiate. Yeah. Um, they're the French part of Canada. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's really cool up there. Yeah. It's cool being the only person speaking English. Her gym's pretty nice too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good setup. I like it. It's, yeah. uh, I like it just because it's like got two layers, so you can kind of go on the top layer and just scope it out and got a little bit of like lat pull down and bro stuff oh, on okay. the top floor and <laughs> it's my heart. um okay do you speak any other languages no do you have any hidden talents like mm-hmm. can you say the alphabet backwards really fast no. or anything like that no all right we have one talent and it's crossfit um, probably yeah <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. You kind of just pulled my new butt. So, um, well, all right, man. That's. Uh, did you ever find out who won the two? I couldn't find him. I, in, in the beach brawl four, you got seventh place. Okay. Beach that's brawl four. Thing. That's what it is. That's as far back as you could go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, Nikki, mate. Hey. Special guest. Hey, We're talking about. My uh, OCD tendencies in the gym that they didn't know about. Oh gosh! About to set the barbell up on the crease of the yeah. floor. That takes up about half of the working out time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> We're wrapping up. You got anything that people would want to want to hear from Colty May? Trying to think of all his uh, special idiosyncrasies that I know of that nobody else does. What you all discussed? Y'all covered a lot of material. I mean, I've been here for. Yeah. If you had to sum up Colty in one word, what would it be? Oh gosh. Not enough words. Um Can't have dead air. Can't have dead air. Y'all put me on the spot. No, you're good. What is it like, Nick, training with Colty? Since like when you're here you jump in on his workouts most of the time? Oh, I mean Ever since Colty joined the gym in 2015, yeah, 2015, we've been working out together, and he progressively got a lot better than me. (laughs) (laughs) I I stayed the same. (laughs) When we used to work out together, uh, I mean, I don't know, he probably hadn't been in CrossFit too, too long, and I was like, this guy's pretty good, but I can beat him, and now it's like, He has his days. We all have our days, but um, it's always good to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Keeps you in check. So, and uh, I guess one of the things I like training uh, 
can sit and work out for, or not sit, we can work out for two to three hours and not say a word to each other and change weight. <laughs> I mean, there's no talking. We're just like working out and it's like holding up a 10. Uh, you want to put this on there? That's about all we'll say. We'll say 10s on yeah. and look at each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, LB's also like, what do you and Nick talk about or asking things about Nick? And I'm also like, I don't know. No, we just worked out. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we just, just worked, worked out. out. <laughs> we don't talk about anything. For us, it's not a social hour. We just kind of yeah. like our outlet, get away. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, when you're dating Katie, you get to the gym and not talking to the person you work out with. It's kind of nice sometimes. <laughs> um, well, I get all my words out yeah. when I'm not at the gym. Well, uh, we're not going to let Nick talk anymore. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, well, Colty, we appreciate you. First, taking the time to do this, but then also, like, you've been at Laminin for a long time, and a big reason of what makes Laminin Laminin. And so, yeah, man, we're thankful for you, and uh, wish you all the best moving forward. Yeah. Hopefully. Thank for y'all. Thankful for y'all. Thanks yeah. for to have the gym to work out in. Yeah. When it's open. That's right. Hopefully, it's going to be opening back up soon. Soon. Open. Friday. All right. Well, hopefully. you guys stay tuned, and uh, hopefully it won't be a month before we get another one of these out there. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Bye. Boom. Mm-hmm.